0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio.
1: He didn't get a whole lot of help yesterday either, but you do have to wonder if that was his best chance. Actually, I don't have to wonder. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to get more of your calls in this hour. Lines are open, 888-SAY-ESPN, Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six 729 3776 On the Buffalo Bills, on Sean McDermott, on whether or not Josh Allen just missed out on his best chance. And it feels like he did, Joe, because... I don't know how many times you're going to get Patrick Mahomes in your own building. Uh, We can safely say that based on the fact that this was his first road playoff game of his entire career, and the dude now is headed to the championship game once again because it's what he does, and I'm, I'm absolutely blown away by what he's able to accomplish, but really more so yesterday, blown away by the fact that the Buffalo Bills, when you seemingly had a bit of a wounded animal in the Chiefs coming in. They were unable to get the job done. I blame Josh Allen somewhat, but I don't give him the majority of the blame. I think it's pretty evenly spread around from the head coach of not this team not getting elevated, from guys certainly dropping footballs from plays that were there to be made, and the Bills just let it slip through their fingers, and now – When I look at their cap situation, I got to wonder if they're going to be right back here next year as they are going to run it back again.
2: At home, down three, eight minutes, 23 seconds to go, first and 10 on your own 20. It's not going to get any better than that. Patrick Mahomes, you can't bank on him tearing up his knee in the first quarter and you coasting to victory. You can't bank on Andy Reid showing up and putting together the worst game plan of all time. You can't bank on the Chiefs defense just completely going in the tank. If you're going to win it, you got to take it. You can't wait for someone to give it to you. This is the problem with the Dallas Cowboys. Their best path to victory in the postseason is if someone else rolls over and dies and allows them to coast by. When you need to go out and take it in order to win a championship, there are only a few teams, few organizations that are cut out for that. Packers had an opportunity to take it from the 49ers. Couldn't seize. Not the end of the world. Future is very bright in Green Bay. Very bright. There were some opportunities late for Tampa Bay. They couldn't get it done. It happens. Tampa had a great season. Buffalo was in a position where they had a chance to win that game. It's a complete team failure because you can point blame in every single direction. But ultimately, the opportunity presented itself for Buffalo. The one thing they had been waiting for for years to get by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And they blew the opportunity. It happens. It's a gut punch. It's what makes the NFL playoffs so cruel, yet so unbelievable. But yesterday, that opportunity was there for them, and they squandered it because they tightened up in the big spot. It happens. It's just brutal to see. But is it Mahomes? Is it Allen's
1: fault? Yeah, that they didn't he played get over a hand in it
2: late in that game. Take him down the field, win the game. Like there it is. Allen has a lot of great performances, but he doesn't have great closings. Like yeah. the greats have to go out and shut it down. Mahomes has done it time and time again. I, the one thing I always remember about Peyton Manning, if that guy got the ball with 90 seconds to go in either half, you knew he was going down the field and scoring. You couldn't give him the ball. Brady was the same way. He's going to come down and he's going to get you. You have to be the guy that can go out there in the big spot, pull everyone together and say, we are going to go win this expletive game. And yes, Diggs dropped a pass. You know what? It's first and 10. Forget about it. You got second and 10. You got third down. You might have fourth down. You got to make plays. You got to put that stuff aside. Nothing is going to go perfectly, especially against a team like the Chiefs. But the Chiefs opened the door. All you had to do was kick it in, and they couldn't do it. They got down the field. Then they're throwing the ball when they had been running so well. They were going to leave a ton of time on the clock either way, and then they missed the field goal. Like, the opportunity was there, and they tightened up, and it happens. And it's just, again, it is so brutal to watch something like that happen. But I, I, I'm running out of excuses to sit here and say, you know, I feel so bad for Buffalo, or it's going to come one day. Like, you got to take it, man. You got to yeah. take the opportunity at some point. I thought
1: Allen was doing that. I thought he was doing it. I, I'm in a very uncomfortable position here because I've been the, the Allen naysayer, or as I would put it, the objective individual when it comes to Josh Allen, <laughs> because I have looked at all of those things over the years. I I can't blame him for what happened when they scored with 13 seconds left or whatever the number was 17. I don't know. was 13, I think. And, and the chiefs come right back down and put them in overtime a few years ago. I, I can't blame him. When Stefan Diggs drops a ball right in his chest, I can't do it. And so while I agree, that if you're Allen, you have to find a way to get your team over the hump. And he didn't do that yesterday. I still have trouble pinning what happened yesterday on him. One guy who did not have that trouble is Chris Canty, of course, from on Sportsman Lake, And Canty basically summed up what is a truth no matter what happened yesterday. Yesterday was the game where we can finally put to bed the comparisons with Pat Mahomes. Josh Allen is not in that sphere. Like, Josh Allen is not Joe Burrow. Josh Allen is not Lamar Jackson. Let's stop putting him in that rarefied air, okay? He is not a tier one quarterback in the NFL. Is he a top five quarterback? Probably, but that that serves no purpose for all intents with this conversation. Like, this is all about – the best of the best, the elite of the elite. I I, I just think it's finally that moment where we can say, you know what, wake me up when Josh Allen gets the Bills to a Super Bowl. I think it's a fair point. The thing I would say, though, about this is I never had him on Mahomes' level. I don't know many that – like, I don't know where that argument all of a sudden comes from. I feel like I a lot of point. people had it there? It's,
2: look, I think Mahomes is on his own level, and then there's the next tier. I think it's yeah. unfair and it's disrespectful to Mahomes to put anyone currently in the league on his level. That includes Aaron Rodgers, no matter what he wants to say. Because yeah, I don't course. really watch Aaron Rodgers play a lot of football these days. Mahomes is tier one. Then there's a conversation starting at tier two who's next. But Canty's point still rings true. Like, when we talk about that great group of quarterbacks, you know, Mahomes might be the front guy in the tier. Allen's not there with them. Like, he doesn't have the he, – he hasn't closed out the big games. This is the same problem Lamar is dealing with. Like, Lamar has to close out this game. Beating the Texans is nice, but I don't think there's a lot of people saying Lamar's destroyed that narrative about not winning in the playoffs. Like, if you believe Jackson has had a problem in the playoffs, what happened on – Saturday isn't changing your opinion of that. You're looking at the Texans and you're going, yeah, it's the Texans. You were a 10-point favorite. You should win that game. This is the game he has to win. And to the point on, on Allen, like, you know, digs dropping passes and guys not making plays, Mahomes has had a bad wide receiving unit all year. It didn't slow
1: him down yesterday. He found a way to make the plays. This is an instance for me with Allen where – if you're going to be one of the all-time greats, you do have to figure out these ways. I agree with you. You do have to figure out ways, even when things are working against you, even when Deion Dawkins gets put back into your lap. And you have to find a way to deliver that throw. If you're going to take the shot downfield, you have to find a way to deliver that throw. For me, my problem really has more to do with the head coach. And at this point, off of yesterday, off of in general, there's one thing that I can fix and improve right now, and it's the head coach. I can, I can get a better head coach with this personnel because clearly there were some issues going on behind the scenes. If somebody's trying to get Sean McDermott fired earlier in the year by leaking the story uh, about what happened during training camp a few years ago, um, we just heard before, you know, there's been the digs issue that has never been able to get nixed. Uh, if you listen to Kevin Clark with us, he kind of mentioned how Von Miller hasn't exactly been the greatest culture fit here either. Like, when can I point the finger at the head coach and acknowledge I've got a chance to get better there right now, and if I don't take it, I'm being silly. Well,
2: what's the chance to get better? What What? what did he Harbaugh, do that was so wrong? Harbaugh, Belichick, all Three. All three, but who's interested in the job? Is if Jim job interested in the job? Today,
1: if that job opened up today, you and I both know it's the best job available.
2: But are they interested in it? Like, Oh, I think they would be. Really? Because Southern California versus living in Buffalo?
1: I mean, Listen, that, that factors in for these guys. I get what you're saying from a lifestyle standpoint. From a winning standpoint, it's not close.
2: Do you think Harbaugh is under the impression that – he can't win no matter where he goes?
1: No, I think I think every head coach thinks they can win no matter where they go, but they're also realistic about evaluating talent too. I The Bills job to me, if you want to put the Chargers in the conversation, that's fine. The Bills job would in, instantly become the best job open. Instantly. And for Belichick, you think he wouldn't want to stick it to the Patriots? <laughs> i mean if anybody has feasted off of the afc east for 20 some years it's belichick speaking of which carlin versus joe espn radio your opportunity to get through on the lines right now what is the problem with the bills has their window closed is mcdermott the issue is it josh allen get on board at 888 say espn 888-729-3776 a former nfl head coach says belichick would absolutely take the Bill's job. You'll hear his take next on ESPN Radio.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive
0: must be 21 plus in present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
3: Kick by Bass is on the way, and it is no good. No good wide to the right. The Bills are only left thinking about what could have been as their arch nemesis strikes again. The third time in four years, Buffalo's postseason is ended prematurely by the Kansas City Chiefs. Every season, if you don't win, it's a failed season. That's the nature of the business. It's one happy team at the end of the season, early. And when it's not
1: you, it just it sucks. I did feel for the city of Buffalo yesterday, and I, I, I can't tell you how bad I felt for Christine Lisi. I can't even tell you. It was just, and she came in this morning. I know she got the big hug from you, and you know she was all smiles. She's she's never gonna let that show. But like, if there's one Bills fan that I would ever root for, I root for them all. I like Western New York. I like these people. They're good people. I felt horrible for her.
2: Yeah, that's not how that works. You don't get to bash the quarterback, the team, the coach for eight straight weeks. Actually, all season, as you picked them to miss the playoffs. Then when they get hot, continue to bash them. Then when they win in the playoffs, continue to bash them. Then when they lose in the playoffs, call for the firing of the coach. And then throw in 30 seconds on. I really like the people of Western New York. I'm really rooting for them. It it, it falls on deaf ears. See...
1: I feel I feel like you're portraying me inaccurately.
2: I feel that that's bang on.
1: Yeah, that's no, bang I, on I bullseye. Handman,
2: you've been listening. We're gonna put you to the test here. What do you think? Am I portraying him accurately or not? I mean, it's pretty much spot on to a T. What it's been all season, yeah. nicely done, Handman. Lunch on me next time we get together. See, <laughs> see.
1: We're going to Handman, the voice of reason, the voice of the people. <laughs> Hey, just wants the great UFC tickets the next time he's going to Vegas. That's his, what he wants. His UFC has been
2: better than my UFC, I would say, as of late. That's a story for another day. I, To your point, though, I married into Bill's Mafia, and I've gone back to where my wife's from a few times, and that town lives and dies with that team. And I know everyone says that, Giants fans, Eagles fans, Steelers fans. I get it. I get it. It's not to knock your town. This isn't whataboutism. It's just focusing on one place. That town wears Buffalo Bills apparel every day of the year no matter what. They are all dressed in that stuff. It is like a small West Texas town supporting the high school. It is a way of life there. They breathe Bills football, and it is just Gut-punching to see an organization and a fan base that really hasn't had like a whole lot going their way. Like yeah. you never feel bad for Boston because the last twenty-five years they've won everything, but for Buffalo, it's like, man, just once, just at least get them into the Super Bowl or get them get let, let them get past Mahomes, and then they can lose to Lamar. At least they have that
1: one thing to celebrate. It, it was painful going to college in in Central and Western New York during the run of the four Super Bowls when they're losing every year, but. Let me just ask you something real quick, though. Yeah. How do you handle that from a business standpoint? In other words, your business is wagering. How do you handle that whole situation if, say, you go into a game and you were picking the Chiefs yesterday? It's an excellent
2: point, and it's an excellent question. I um, She's not listening, so I can probably get away with this. I, I like the Chiefs in that game, and mm-hmm. I also – like to bring emotion at times, and this isn't the best wagering philosophy, but I do treat a lot of this as entertainment at times. I like to deploy certain tactics to make sure that when I come out of these big games, I'm going to have a piece of something. For mm. example, I really liked the Chiefs over the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year, and I had Eagle, and I'm an Eagle fan, and I had friends who are Eagles fans, and they they had these max bets on the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and I'm asking them why. If the Eagles lose this game, that is going to be a disaster for you. You're going to be down financially and your team loses the game. Oh, but think about if we win. Well, yeah. I mean, naturally, you're going to be excited because your team won the Super Bowl. I like to do the old emotional hedge at times. And what I deployed yesterday was what's known as the marital hedge. Mm. If her bills are going down, I'm coming away with something. Yeah, I'm going to make some money. And if I'm going to lose money... I'm going to come away with her happiness. Now, there was the ultimate trap scenario where the Chiefs or the Bills could have won by one, and we went on both counts because I'm catching three on the spread. But I don't know. I don't know how the people feel about that, but I had to put on a performance worthy of a Golden Globe, at least Oscar at most, because I had to fake my way through that
1: game. Yeah, so that was my next question. How did you handle that? Publicly, in that room, the PR agent in your head is saying, dial it back. We're going to... We're going to play this as if we're rooting for Buffalo.
2: That, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put on the show. And yep. quite frankly, I don't mind necessarily losing the money if Buffalo ends up getting it done. But when it came down to the field goal, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, my God. I had to talk, I had to give myself a hell of a pregame talk because I'm like, look, this field goal is either going in or it's missing. And if it misses, the idea of you celebrating is going to be the end. Yeah. It's going to be the end of the marriage, the kids. It's going to be the end of everything. So you have got to find a way if this thing misses. And then it missed. And I went down on both knees, and I was like, oh, my God. And I had my head in my hands, and I'm like – alright I made back
1: everything I lost this weekend fantastic but as I'm doing that I'm like oh, 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 oh I can't believe that happened it, it was oh. the old I'm crying but actually I'm laughing yeah
2: and then she she looks at me and I'm like I am so sorry do you want to I give her a hug I'm just like you want to you talk about it like what do you want to do you want to drink uh, there's some wine in the fridge she's like I'm just going to go upstairs I'm going to listen to one of my podcasts she goes this is how it always ends like most Bill said. she's like I don't know why I thought it would be any different I'm like okay let me know if you need anything and then she's Going up the steps, I'm like, oh, thank God, thank God, because if she really wanted to be around me, I I would have provided nothing for her.
1: So yeah, that's how we.
2: That that was my Sunday night. Well you know, done. Most people just
1: getting ready for the week. That
2: was that was my week.
1: Well done. Right. Well done. Yeah. yeah, I applaud that. I applaud that performance. Well done.
2: Not not really great husbanding. Husbanding, if
1: that's a word. Uh, I'm 17 years in, but when you find out what it is, let me know.
2: <laughs> if the divorce proceedings ever take place, I'd imagine this is going to be Exhibit 1 uh, in the courtroom, this this little segment right here that I'm doing in front of. Oh, I don't know. Everybody.
1: Burn the tapes. Yeah. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Let's hit the phones. Here's Roy in the truck checking in with us on ESPN Radio. Hey,
4: Roy, what do you got, dude? Man, I'm so aggravated. Oh, you just can't believe it. Mr. Ford Ball, you are correct, though, about the way Mr. Carlin has acted about the Buffalo Bills. Yes, sir. So listen, um, man, me and my mom were so heartbroken last night. I just don't understand how you go down that close to the yard line and you fumble the ball, the kicker misses the kick. Doggone it. Josh, you're 6'4". Nobody can tackle you. Why are you handing the ball off to somebody who's just not – Sure-handed. There's no way Josh should have lost that game. And I don't blame just Josh. I think they got a little bit of a coaching problem because that fake punt, that was stupid. Come on, man, you're playing the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs are pretty damn good. And that quarterback over there is awesome. So you better, you better do better next year cause, man, I'm so aggravated driving on the highway right now through Dallas. I can't even see straight right now. I'm so pissed.
1: <laughs> that's a
2: great call not not laughing call. at your misfortune obviously it's just a great phone call
1: it was a fantastic phone call I don't think I can add anything to it but yes we were laughing at your misfortune no clearly. no I was not I no. was not okay whatever you need to be this to is sleep the thing tonight. you say you feel bad for
2: the great people of Western New York and then you say things like that like this is why no one believes you it's such well, an empty
1: it, empty oh I feel so bad for that no you don't no I, ju- I laugh through everybody else's misfortune period it doesn't matter who you are Paul, Asheville, North Carolina. Paul, what do you got, dude? How are you? Hey, gentlemen. Um, listen, I'm from Buffalo originally. I'm a beleaguered Bills fan, but I've got a. Um, I've been screaming for years that McDermott's got to go, and you guys have answered the question today. Why, whether, you're, whether you realize it or not, I've got several bullet points, and I'm my time is I'm short. Sure I'm Going to get through as many as possible. If you go to the thirteenth 7 game two years ago, it was complete coaching failure. Um, the script takes the games over. Joe, you asked earlier if Andy Reid's on the sideline of the Bills and they win last night. Hell yes. Why? Five of the seven Bills losses this year were non-playoff teams. If you don't lose those games, guess what we didn't do last week? We didn't play. You don't play last week, you don't get injured. You rest up and get healthy. Um, Again, coaching failures. Uh, If you look at the second half adjustments last night, we ran the ball at will in the first half. Kansas City makes adjustments at halftime. We can't run the ball. We made no adjustments. Travis Kelsey hadn't scored a touchdown in eight weeks. He scores two last week. Yeah, but you, ask, uh, here, here's the thing. Even I have to look at this and say, we're going through a lot of ifs and buts there, right? There were mistakes that were made along the way. My biggest issue with McDermott is the the one constant that's been here other than the quarterback has been this guy, and you have not gotten over the hump, and I'm not getting rid of the quarterback right now. I'm not doing it. So what can I change to put myself in a better situation moving forward. I've got three guys out there who are going to make me better right now.
2: First off, I like the airing of the grievances. The ifs and buts, you can lay them on us all day. If you're a Buffalo Bill fan and you just want to get it out, Triple Eight's say ESPN. You can get okay. it out here. This is a safe space, at least when I'm listening. The other guy, not so much. Can't help you. Uh, to the McDermott thing, I mean, yeah, you can point to the losses early in the season, but you can also point to the fact that they rallied late. Won five straight in the regular season, won the division, beat Miami, won their first playoff game, lost a tight one to Kansas City, which a lot of teams lose tight ones to Kansas City. In Philadelphia, they went through, through some turmoil as well. They also fired a coordinator. How'd they handle the situation late in the year? Your coaching solid. It might not be the
1: best, but it's solid. Joe versus the other guy presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to progressive.com slash careers apply online today. So if it was a coaching failure, who is there to replace Sean McDermott? The ideal candidate for the Bills, next on ESPN Radio.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
3: The Bills are only left thinking about what could have been the third time in four years. Buffalo's postseason is ended prematurely by
4: the Kansas City Chiefs. It's one happy team at the end of the season early, and when it's not you, it sucks.
1: What's worse, the moment and the moments following the game or like today? To me, it's almost today after you lose a game
2: That's like a that. great question. Great question. You still probably have a decent buzz going on at the end of the game. Yeah. The problem is that can also make things more complicated. And on top of that, and this, I'm speaking for everyone on the East Coast here, how the hell am I supposed to go to bed after that game?
1: Yeah, it's a great question.
2: Like, thanks a lot for basically injecting that into my veins and then being like, all right, Sunday night, time to go get some rest.
1: Like, I'm not (laughs) falling asleep. Yep. Uh, Where's the adrenaline on that? I'm sorry, that's keeping you up until – I mean, I don't think I got to sleep until at least midnight. At least.
2: Like, you're not going to take a little sleeping aid to put you to sleep. Like, you need horse tranquilizers to go down after something <laughs> like that. Like, as soon as that game ended, you're looking around. I'm like, I'm supposed to. It's like it's like 9.40
1: or whatever it was. I'm like, I'm, I can't go to bed. I, you know, by the way, along those lines, uh, speaking of buzzed, I, I love Jason Kelsey. Love him to death. Is he that guy that you don't necessarily want around when you've had a few? Oof. Could go either way there. I mean, he looked like
2: King Kong in that suite with the shirt (laughs) off and the screaming and the arms out. I'm like, look at this piece of work. I mean, he jumped out of the window. What's keeping
1: you from looking like this? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love the man. I do. And he's a great guy in every way. Was before all of the fame. Same dude. But, like, that was insane. He stole the spotlight from Taylor Swift. He did! He was on camera more than Taylor Swift was. They kept cutting up to her. She's getting lost in the middle of that crowd in there, but you see Jason because he's the one with no shirt on. He (laughs) jumped down at one point and brought some,
2: like, little girl up to the window of the suite so she could meet Taylor Swift. Like, there was... There's
1: a lot going on there. There was. There's a lot going on there. Carly versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6 a.m. Channel 80. So, this morning, as we're uh, watching Get Up, they're talking about possible opportunities to make a change at coach for the Buffalo Bills if they would ever consider doing that. And, of course, the names that come up are the three big ones that are out there right now Harbaugh, Belichick, and Mike Vrabel. So, the question was posed. About Belichick, and I thought this was a borderline comedic response from Dan Orlovsky as he and Ryan and Rex got into it on Get Up.
2: Would Belichick take it? I mean, would he actually go from New England to Buffalo? Does Belichick have Josh Allen? Yeah, like a guy that cares
3: about friends. Yeah, (laughs) like Belichick ain't never struck me as. You know what? I don't want to have to beat the Patriots. Belichick strikes me as watch this. Oh, absolutely. Watch what I do. Hey, watch what I do when I ain't got Mac Jones and yeah. Bailey Zappi. If I'm Belichick, I jump at this job. The opportunity to the we were speaking really? about the fact that no. he should try Hell to yeah. the Los Angeles Chargers coach Hell yes. because of Justin Herbert. Are you kidding? To crap? be able to get Josh no. Allen, Josh and, Allen is the it would be in, by far the most attractive possibility. I, 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 I'm aware of that, but like the, he has the
2: greatest run in the history of the nfl in new england like, yeah. there has to
3: be some type who of else knows the AFC emotional? east better I, I mean, bill belichick ain't got no damn emotions <laughs> i don't know bro like, the I, man is emotionless like drake
1: <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got no emotions uh, he's got emotions he'll just want to go and stick it to you because he enjoys that And I absolutely would think, Bill, there wouldn't even be a discussion as to whether or not he could ethically take the Bills' head coaching job because it's going up against the Patriots. He wouldn't think twice. Well, I mean, wasn't the rumor that Bill wanted
2: to stay on in New England? Like, he was fired, right? Yeah. Like, Kraft made the decision to move on. You understand that when you cut him loose, he's free. He can go date anybody he wants. Turns out to be... I don't know, your little rival there, that could, end, that, that, that could be a problem for you. You have to weigh that in. I don't see anything wrong with taking that job. If it would no. open up, which I don't think the Bills are going to do, nor should they, but if that sort of thing would happen, I don't see that as a how could he do that to the Patriots. The Patriots
1: fired him. The Patriots have no say in that. End of story. Yeah. It wouldn't, he wouldn't think twice about it. And remember, he already had the Jets head coaching job and had no problem just bailing on it and going to the Patriots. Yeah. Just bailing on it completely and waiting it out, making it uncomfortable so that they had to give up assets to get him. That That's what happened. So it, it, it's silly to suggest that he wouldn't do that. Now, this is what I don't understand. If you have a chance to get better, why wouldn't you right now? Because if I'm taking any of those coaches that we talk about, whether it's Harbaugh, Belichick, or Vrabel, I 100% believe if they were on the sideline yesterday, they're winning that game. Yeah, I, 100%. I'm not going to sit here and point to individual things other than the fake punt. I just think the overall demeanor that they bring.
2: Well, like, what's Belichick going to do for Tyler Bass on that field goal? What's Belichick going to do for Steph Diggs on that drop? What's Belichick going to do for Josh Allen late in the game going for the end zone when he could have checked it down to get more yardage? Like, coaches coach the game. Players are put in a position to make the plays to win or lose the game. The Bills were in a position to win that game. The coaching had done everything they needed to do. Here you go. The the table's set. This is for you to go execute these plays, and we will win this game. And the players didn't execute. So Mm -hmm. now we turn to the head coach, who they were 6-6, and They were a nightmare. They fire the OC. They rip off, what, five straight victories. They get to the playoffs after winning the division, getting past Miami. They win their first playoff game against Pittsburgh, and they go to the wire in a three-point loss against Kansas City, a team that they beat by three in Kansas City earlier in the year. It's a tough beat, but – I mean, McDermott's been to the playoffs six of his seven years in Buffalo. The Bills didn't go to the postseason for any of the 17
1: years prior to his arrival. Yeah, the only thing I'm going to ask you, though, is this. How often is it that we talked about Belichick teams or Harbaugh teams or Vrabel teams that just didn't execute? In other words, for whatever reason, their coaching abilities have translated better into drawing better execution from their players. That's what I'm talking about. So maybe, I, I, I can't pin one on the other, but maybe the message gets through just in a different way that there's a different approach take to make sure that you catch a football or you execute in a spot where you need to. Maybe. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. If the Chiefs had lost that game yesterday, there's only one thing that we would be talking about today. We'll explain what it was in moments. It's your boys (laughs) on ESPN Radio.
0: (laughs) This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. versus Joe. Pizza money alert.
2: Pizza, pizza. Just a brutal weekend. 3-5, and five, down 2.9 units. Thank God my man Carlin put me on the Jackson prop and that the boys in the back emphasized that I should jump on that. Grabbed a winner there. 131, 144, and 2 overall, down 24 units. Gotta find a way to turn this thing around. We gotta start playing the golf long shots. Stop letting me forget about that. We have long shots hitting every week on the PGA Tour. This amateur was 300-1. to one. But I digress. Two (laughs) plays for tonight, both in the association, both in the T-Wolves-Hornets game. We're going to go under 220.5, and and we're going to play Anthony Edwards over 26.5 points. Okay? Um, Wolves coming off a loss – To Oklahoma City on Saturday. They have been very good off a loss this year 10 and 1 straight up, 7 and 4 against the spread, allowing just 101 points per game off a loss, winning by 13.9 points per game in the process. I don't want to lay the huge number, but I am banking on a big defensive effort from the best defense in the league based on defensive efficiency. So we're going to go under 220 and a half. Hornets, Wolves, and then Anthony Edwards over 26 and a half points. It comes down to this. In that loss to OKC, he only took 10 shots. He made six of them, but he only took 10. I think he comes out blazing here. I'm going to bet on him to put more shots up tonight. Anthony Edwards over 26 and a half points. Here's the snap, and it's a pitch. Coming around the left side with a head of steam is Hardman. The ball comes out, and it fumbled through the end zone. Is it a touchback? I thought it went through the end zone before he was out of bounds. And it is a touchback. They're going to change it. Wow.
1: A
0: major break. Major break for the Bills.
1: Thank you. And if the Chiefs had lost the game yesterday, we would be talking about that to no end. Oh. And there would be plenty of people screaming and yelling about how that rule has got to be changed. It's Carlin vs. Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And, of course, we are available on social media. Follow us. You can hit us up on Twitter, as always, at Carlin vs. Joe, at Chris Carlin, at Joe Fortenbaugh. Joe, uh, listen, the problem with what happened in that instance is not... That Miko Hardman fumbled it and it went out of bounds and it became a touchback. The touchback rule is not the biggest problem in that instance. The biggest thing I would be talking about today is the dumbest call of all time down near the goal line to decide to run and end around with Miko Hardman after you have had Isaiah Pacheco pounding the football down the Bills' throats.
2: Yeah, that's Andy Reid for you. Yeah. That's Andy Reid. That goes back to his time in Philadelphia. he's get getting a little too cute on the goal line. It's always been an issue of his. And I know people are going to say Nagy's calling the plays. Sorry. Reid's the coach. It's all going to land on him. I don't care about the guy calling the plays. I care about the guy who's putting people in a position to make those decisions. That was a terrible decision. It did not burn the Chiefs, but ultimately it could have. And this goes back to what we talk about with these coach-quarterback tandems, right? This is why you can't bring McCarthy back. McCarthy cannot cover up Dak's deficiencies. Dak can't cover up McCarthy's deficiencies. Reed and Mahomes work because they can play off of each other. Mahomes can cover up Andy Reid's issues, which have always been, A, clock management, and B, decisions on the goal line like you saw yesterday. Mahomes good enough to cover that up. That's part of
1: why they're such a great tandem. Well, then there's the rule itself. Uh, Ah, yes. And whether or not that's problematic.
2: Subject to great debate today on Sports Talk Radio.
1: Joe, here's an idea. Don't fumble at the goal line because it's punitive. That would be my take. There is no need to change this rule. I like the fact that it is somewhat aggressive in emphasizing the need for ball security down near the goal line. Yes, it is odd that if the ball rolls out of the end zone that all of a sudden it's a touchback and a turnover to the other team, but that's the rule that works because it's the end zone. It's not the sideline. I've got no problem with it whatsoever. I think to change the rule is usually just, in this instance, going to come from people who have been victimized by the rule.
2: Yeah, so I've done an about-face on this. For the longest time, I hated this rule for two key reasons. One, what you just mentioned. I thought it was too punitive. I thought a fumble on the goal line, the other team gets the ball, just the way everything was working out there, getting the ball without recovering it, I thought was too much of a penalty. And then selfishly, It feels like every time it happens, I'm on the other side of that bet. Every time. Every time. Like, yesterday I had the Chiefs. Of course that happened. It feels like that's never benefited me, but that's not good enough reason to sell to the general public. Then two things happened that gave me an about face. Number one, friend of mine, Raheem Palmer, made a great point on Twitter about how he doesn't have a problem with the rule because in this day and age, everything is designed to benefit the offense – it's nice that the defense gets something. And I thought about that for a second. I thought, you know what? He's right. The defense gets called for everything. Defense can't breathe on a guy. Defense can't come anywhere near the quarterback. Defense can't make any contact with the fastest wide receivers in the world. I like that this rule benefits the defense. Give one to those guys. Then the other point was something our producer, Evan Wilner told me this morning that Ryan Clark said about it. Do we have audio on that or can you just explain it? We do. Okay. I heard this this morning and I thought this is simply the greatest argument for keeping the rule. I am 100% in favor of the rule. Take a listen to this from R.C.
3: Even in football, right, like you're always spotted by where the football is. So if I'm running to the goal line and I, I don't even get past the one-yard line, but I stick my little funky arm out, and right. get a touchdown. Well, if you get all the way down there and you fumble it and it goes through the end zone, I get the ball. I think it's the right rule. I think it tells the offense this is the rule. Now you need to protect the football differently. Defensively, it tells me you think back early on this year, Antoine Winfield, Winfield Jr. gets the Carolina Panthers runs and punches the ball out if I give a certain level of effort in that situation I can make a play offensively I need to protect it I believe it's the right rule I believe the rule should stay and offensively we got to do better it's pretty good It's pretty good explanation right there he
2: said more on that as well about that just the end zone being the defense's zone the possession ends at the goal line that's the end of the possession everything past that doesn't matter The goal line is the end of the possession. So all you need to do, like Clark said, is just get a fraction of the football into the white and you get the touchdown. But if you fumble that ball into the defense's territory, that's the defense's ball if it goes out of bounds. And I'm okay with that. I love the way Clark breaks that down. I love the fact that the defense should get something in a day and age where everything's designed to protect the offense. So I've done a complete 180 on this rule in the last, I'd say, half a year where I've come around and I've said, you know what? I'm okay with it now. I just wish
1: in one bet it would help me rather than hurt me. Yeah. And my, my problem here is simply that if it, if it goes out of the end zone, what are you supposed to do with it? Put it back at the 20. Is that punitive enough for the offense? Is that too punitive? Put it at the two yard line, put it at the spot where he fumbled. Like what happens then to me? That's where the biggest issue here lies you cannot do this and really punish the defense even more for causing a fumble. Cause in my estimation, that's kind of what you're doing. Like they cause a fumble and it goes out of bounds on the sideline, uh, out of, um, through the end zone, I should say on the sideline or out of the back of the end zone. You should get penalized for that. You should get penalized for that. And the defense almost is getting a little bit penalized for that.
2: Who well, just to pivot, just a quick second. Earlier in the game, who was the bill that knocked the ball out of bounds and took the penalty, like, on the opening possession? That was Kincaid. Okay, so Kincaid, like, twice was involved in bill fumbles where he was, he was really integral. Like, that was such a heads-up play right there, mm-hmm. like, to take that penalty and knock that ball out of bounds. But you keep the ball there, and that's okay because that's the neutral field of play. But when that thing's going into the end zone, I, you know what? Protect the damn football. I think you're right. Don't fumble it down there. Belichick always preached, as we bring it back to Belichick always, Belichick always preached he never wanted his guys reaching for the pylons. He never wanted his guys reaching for the goal line because of that rule.
1: Listen, and I can even see reaching for the goal line, but he's 100% right about the pylon because it's even more likely that you're going to get it punched out and it's going to go out of bounds on the sideline. It's one thing if you're just doing it and you're in the center of the field. But, Bill, look. He's spot on with that. I I really – why is it that we're hearing the outrage about this rule now and the outrage that we hear about it doesn't seem to be coming from people in the league? No. Even though, like Jeremy Fowler suggested, that rule may get changed this offseason. Nothing like a Bills-Chiefs game to get a rule changed, right? (laughs) Like, you put those two together.
2: If you don't like a certain rule, get those two teams on the schedule. They'll take care of that rule for you
1: exactly hopefully they'll get that in the script for next year (laughs) for what happens i i'll tell you joe you could teleport me to sunday i'd be fine with it i'm ready no 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 no,
2: no. you don't want to do that you don't want to do that you don't want to wish away your days we don't like to wish away the days but i'd be okay with it this week it's okay no 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 no. you don't want to give away any of it you got to live in the moment you got to enjoy what you have don't wish away your days
1: you know listen I know we're only working together a few months you and I are gonna get a whole lot better get along a whole lot better if you will just stop trying to bring perspective into my (laughs) life
0: thanks for listening to the carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio you can listen to carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN radio the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80 you can also watch and listen on the ESPN app the carlin versus Joe podcast